Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to episode number 18 of the Manifesting Vitality podcast. This is your host, Lara Parker, and you may notice, maybe some of you who are brand new um, won't have the opportunity to have seen the old name for this podcast, but it was the Vitality Babes podcast, and I have recently changed it to the Manifesting Vitality podcast because um, if you've heard in previous episodes, I'm going through a complete rebranding right now, and I am going to be using my own name as my... Um, my handle on Instagram, and I'm just working on switching it over from um, from an old account right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch names between accounts, so that takes some time, and that's that's kind of what I'm waiting on right now. But I did want to switch the name of the podcast just because when I came up with the Vitality Babes podcast, it was honestly just I really I really had a lot of information I wanted to share. I needed a name to literally type in, and that's what came to mind because my um, Instagram name is the vitality aspect. Um, vitality, the word vitality has always resonated with me. I just love it. I love the way it, it looks when it's written in handwriting. I love the way it sounds. I love the meaning of it. Um, I don't know. I just, I love the word vitality. It has always just sunk in so deeply with me. So um, I am going to keep that word in my podcast name, but I hope that you guys like and resonate with the new name. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so yeah, that's that. So today I really want to talk to you guys about something. I don't know. I don't really talk about this a whole lot. Sometimes I touch on it in and out of episodes, but I've never really done an entire episode on it. And I'm not sure why my heart is pulling on me to talk about it today, but it is. And that, that's the stuff, like those are the gentle nudges that, um, that I follow on a daily basis. So I'm just going to talk about it. I am going to talk to you today about, Getting over and healing from trauma from past relationships, friendships, um, bullying in school and how that affects us as adults and different things like that because what I'm learning and what I've, what I've learned and what I guess I'm continuing to learn because I'm in this very deep spiritual growth process right now as if you've, if you're brand new to the podcast, first of all, welcome, um, I suggest that you go back and listen from the beginning because there's only 18 episodes and um, I think it's great for you to catch up because I have gone through such a transformation just between the first episode and now. It's actually crazy when I listen to the first episode, I'm like, oh my God, she was such a little baby and that was just this winter. So that's how much growth I've had and that's how much growth and the speed of growth that I want you guys to have. So um, so yeah, I recommend listening to the beginning podcasts, but, um, the point is, is that I am still growing and I am learning every single day. I'm still taking in so much information. However, I have been taking in information, meaning, um, I've been consuming content. So I've been listening to podcasts, listening to and watching YouTube, um, reading blogs, and I've just been studying and meditating and visualizing so much. Now I'm starting to enter this new phase where I'm really feeling execution. So um, I started getting onto TikTok and posting content on there because it's a really great space. Um, it's a great opportunity for growth right now. And 
Um, I think that if you aren't on TikTok and you have a business, you probably should be because it's, like I said, it, you're kind of at ground zero right now. And uh, it's it's easier to grow a following now than it will be in two or three years when it's a little bit more saturated. So I suggest you get on TikTok and start because, um, first of all, it's really, it's not easy. I, I should never say anything's easy, but um, but if you create good content, TikTok will push it out and will give you a follow it. Like you, people will start to follow you if you put great content out. So I suggest that everybody get on TikTok. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, and yeah, so you can follow me there. It's Lara X Parker. But like I said, I've been really focused on absorbing information. And now in the past couple weeks, I've been really focused on executing things that I've learned and creating a lot of content. That's kind of the season that I'm in right now. So um, I have learned a lot, but I'm now ready to really share with you guys what I've been learning. And some of the struggles that I've gone through in my past, they're kind of starting to heal and starting to really like dissolve themselves. And I want to show you guys how I've been doing that. So without further ado, let's just get into it. Um, I want to start with when we're, when we're young. So everybody, I don't care who you are. I don't care what kind of family you were born into. I don't care. I don't care. All of us have had some form of trauma in our lives. It does not matter whether it was from friends, from boyfriends, from uh, a teacher at school from a lunch monitor at school. Like I have a very traumatic episode that happened with a lunch monitor at school when I was younger. Um, you know, there's different, there's so many people that are in our lives and that come in and out of our lives when we're children and somebody is bound to cause trauma to you to some degree. And when I say trauma, I don't mean the big heavy stuff necessarily. It could be that, of course. Um, but there is little trauma and there's big trauma, but all of us have some form of little trauma. So, you know, not all of us experienced sexual abuse as children. That would be a big trauma. Um, not all of us were kidnapped or, you know, held captive or physically abused by our parents. Those are all big trauma things. But the fact of the matter is trauma is whatever you found traumatic. So if you were bullied at school for even just a couple months and you found that to be traumatic and you took on behaviors as a result of that or you stopped doing something as a result of that, if it caused an effect in your life, then you experienced trauma. So that is the first thing I want you to understand that if somebody in your life is telling you that you've had it good, you've had it easy, and you feel that you've experienced something that has inhibited you to grow or to develop or whatever, if you feel like something happened to you was traumatic, it was. And I am here to just say that from the rooftop. It does not matter how great your life seemed to be on the outside. If you experienced trauma, you experienced trauma. And my heart is with you because I am one of those people who on the outside looking in, you know, I had a roof over my head, I had food in my belly, um, whatever, I, I had extra, extra curriculars, you know, I was in piano, soccer, different sports, different summer camps, different things like that, but you know what, I didn't have a whole lot of love from my parents, my dad moved away to, um, to the Caribbean when I was five or six, my mom, was my best friend until I was about four when she met my stepdad. She got married. Well, no, she met my stepdad when I was 16 months old. 
Um, she was my best friend. Everything was great until literally the day they got married, something shifted. And I guess he just pretended to enjoy my company until they got married because they got married and had babies. And after that, my life as a child was over. I was now forced to be some sort of little adult because I was disciplined so heavily by my stepdad. My mom, you know, she would come in when he would go to work, she'd come in my room and she'd say, Lara, I'm really sorry. You know, I I know that that must've been hard for you to go through what, what he just said to you or what he just did to you. But you know, I I can't really say anything in front of him. So just, just try to be better next time. Okay. And it's almost like she was fearful to rock the boat with him. And that caused such a strain on my childhood and also on my relationship with her so like I could go on I could do five episodes on my childhood I had a lot of crap happen that you know it's it's all well and good to say oh you had a roof over your head you were fine but when you grow up and you don't experience the love that you feel that you need as a child you grow up and you have some pretty serious shit happen also Um, I think as a girl, I, I don't know, I can't speak for everybody and I hate speaking for everybody, but I like to think that all girls, I don't like to think this, sorry, but I, from what I've experienced in the conversations that I've had, I don't think I've ever met a girl who wasn't bullied by other girls in school. Even, you know, like I was part of the group that probably were considered mean girls and I'm not proud of that. I really loved everybody. I just had this empathetic view and I felt really bad for everybody. But, you know, I got wrapped up in that group from elementary school and we were all friends all the way through high school and and things just, you know, there are some things in my life that I regret treating other girls the way that I treated them and, and different things. Um, but here we are and I experienced it too. And it's just a, it's just a part of my life I'm not proud of. And although I really enjoyed high school and junior high and stuff at school, um, there were a lot of parts of it that I found traumatic. Like I said, I had a lunch monitor in elementary school who was just like, she would, she was such a mean human being to me. And, um, you know, she would just whisper things to me like, you're worthless, you little piece of shit and stuff like that. And I, I don't really know why to this day, because she used to take all of my friends out for movies in the afternoon like she used to bail these kids out of school and take them for movies and I have no idea why but she would whisper these things to me and I I didn't know why at the time I still don't Um, but these are all things that compound and create our identity and make us think poorly of ourselves or kind of make us just think less of us less of ourselves so that's my little spiel on if you have experienced trauma you have experienced trauma now when we're children like I said it can come from so many directions it can come from parents friends teachers what have you the most important thing for you to do is to acknowledge that you were you went through it so it's really not helpful for you to be like okay well whatever I you know she was mean to me but like whatever I had everything else going for me it's not helpful to your subconscious mind to to not be there for it the little girl inside of you needs that reassurance that you know okay what I went through was traumatic and what's really helped me is to get in touch with that little girl inside of me because um she lacked love she lacked love and I truly believe from what I've read from what I've been learning when you have a child in you, like your inner child, 
didn't get something that she or he needed as a child, that problem will continue to haunt you until you acknowledge it and until you give your inner child what it needed back then. So for me, I needed to feel understood and I needed to feel heard because my voice was so like this, this has just come on in the last month that I've really been able to, um, to remember and to really pinpoint exactly what my subconscious issues have been from childhood. Um, one thing I experienced a lot of was silencing. I was told to shut up more times than I was told I love you for the first probably 12 or 13 years of my life. Um, and I'm not joking. I, it, and it came from all angles. It came from my parents. It came from friends at school. Now, the, these two girls who I was friends with, um, they just tried to instill in me, for some reason, it's better when you're quiet. Things are better when you don't speak. And, you know, maybe it was, like, maybe I was just an annoying kid. I don't know. But I was in this friend group. We were all friends. We hung out all the time. But these two girls, most of the time we get along. But if we didn't, it was because they said to me, you are better when you're quiet. If you can go a whole day without speaking, we will reward you by asking you to hang out after school. And it just like that kind of stuff, you don't realize how much it sticks with you into adulthood. Now, I literally am, when I'm in social situations, I try so hard to not engage in conversation a lot of the time because I believed to my core that uh, the room is better, the room is happier, people in the room are, are better off when I don't speak. And um, even in relationships, things are better when I'm quiet. And it's been really eye-opening to do this work because it just, it puts, when you when you get into a state where you start to re- remember what you've been through and remember little things that people have told you over the years, you start to stop identifying with it. Sorry, you stop identifying with it. You can separate yourself from it. So, okay, the the opinion, the opinion of those girls in school and the opinion of my parents telling me that life was better when I was quiet, those were their their opinions. And maybe at the time, you know, I would say stupid stuff and it would be annoying and that would be their reaction to it. I'm not saying that they just literally came out of this of nowhere. I'm sure that I was saying things that just annoyed them and that's fine. But as an adult, it's not helpful for me to think that rooms are better when I'm quiet because I have a lot of value to offer these rooms. And I love talking to people. I love conversing and I don't want to feel insecure about my voice. So that is something that I have been working on endlessly. And it's been a lot of journaling. It's been a lot of um, just sitting with it and, and remembering instances. And it's crazy that, you know, you go 20 years without thinking of these experiences that you had. And all of a sudden you remember something and your body is like, you can remember exactly what you were wearing in those situations. And you can remember, um, like, I remember where I was at my school when, when one of these girls said this to me for the first or second or third, you know, one of the first times. And I can remember, um, feeling really embarrassed at home when I would speak and people, my parents and my brothers would look at me and be like, why are you talking? Like, there's no reason for you to be speaking right now. And it's just, it makes you a little sad, but those are emotions that you have to feel. And like I said before, we really have to allow that inner child inside of us to 
feel like the things she experienced, they did happen and it's okay. And you're free to speak now. You have, you have so much value to offer the world and you, you can talk as much as you want or you're loved. You are so loved. Look at you. You grew up and this is the life you're experiencing. It's important to have those conversations with your little self because she needs that. And I'm learning, like I said, that it's, nearly impossible to move past these issues deep inside your mind if you don't stop and acknowledge to that little girl it's like you you close your eyes and you just imagine your little self coming towards you with her arms out craving a hug and just give her a hug and just just feel your knowledge and the love you have for yourself seeping into her when you're hugging her And that exercise has helped me so much. It's helped me to release so much anger and guilt and fear. And I've done a lot of crying. There's nothing wrong with crying. I believe that crying is just releasing um, resistance within you that has built up over the years. And honestly, it's been so helpful to me. And like, I haven't worn mascara for days because I've just been doing so much of this work and I have been crying my eyes out and it feels really good to let that stuff out and it will not you you won't be better you won't be healed until you let it out so that's the first thing I want you to do I want you to just get in touch with that little little baby self inside of you who is just so sad and dying for love or maybe you had so much love from your parents and you have absolutely you had absolutely no love at school maybe you were so bullied that it wasn't even funny and maybe you had these amazing parents at home that you came home to but when you're that little your parents instill a lot in you but your friends instill a lot more um when you're you know 7 to 12 because your parents were the people that were the most important to you until you know you're about 7 8 years old and then you start to really value the opinion of your friends because we're you know we're we're young and everybody values the opinions of their friends when they're little and and their peers it's really important and people really care what others think of them and it's not right but it's just the way that it is when we're young like that we really really internalize the things that we were told by our peers and that's how we kind of establish our value and our worth which is so unfortunate by the way because our little selves have no idea we're running around on the playground saying terrible things to each other and we have no idea how it affects us as we get older. So, God, like I wish, you know, sometimes I just want to go talk to children at schools and make sure they're being nice and make sure they understand why. Like make sure they understand that the the things that they experience as they get older will be impacted by the way they speak to each other now. I don't know why that just came to my mind, but I think it would be so helpful for children to really understand what their words do to other people. And I think sticks and stones will break your bones, but names will never hurt me is misleading because um, they do hurt. Words do hurt and they do influence how we grow up and how we actually behave in our life. So anyway, um, once you've acknowledged what you went through, it's so important that you decide. And when you, when I say the word decide, I don't just mean, okay, make a decision and move on. When you decide something, it's literally the word decide means to cut off all other possibilities. So you are severing the tie. You are cutting the bridge, burning the bridge to the old you. When you decide something, you are making the decision, decision, 
you're separating from the other possibility that you are going to get yourself back at all costs. We know in this little community that we've built together that you are whole just as you are. You are purely you at your core. But the things that other people have put onto you, the words you've been labeled as, the behaviors that you've taken on as a result of, you know, trying to accommodate something that you went through as a child, that that stuff is all sludge that's added onto you. We have to commit to removing the sludge and letting our own beautiful, authentic self shine through. And it sounds so freaking cheesy, but it's so true. It's like when you have a really dirty, dirty car that just went through the mud and you clear off all the mud and it's shiny and beautiful. That is you on the inside, except you're worth so much more than a stupid car. That is who we are from the inside out. When we're children, we are born our most authentic self and we are just told no, no, stop doing that. Stop doing that. It's better when you don't do that. You're going to go to timeout for doing that. And we are literally punished for being ourselves as children. Not to say that discipline isn't important. I firmly believe that children need guidance and structure and routine. But when we are told no, 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 the you know, common parent, that's how they parent, which is they mean well, they love us, they just want us to be the best versions of, of ourselves as we get older. But we are being told that being ourself is the worst and that we're not allowed to do that anymore. And as we get older, we start to internalize that and we stop being our most authentic selves. And that is our biggest problem as we get older. So Like I said, the second thing I want you to do is to just decide that at all costs, it doesn't matter what exercises you have to go through, it doesn't matter what you have to do, you are going to get the authentic version of yourself to shine through even just a squeak, 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 oh, there I see a little bit of her, like you deserve to shine through at your most authentic level. The next thing I want you to do is to hold a ridiculous amount of compassion for yourself. When we're healing from something like this, when we are going through the process of releasing past trauma, it is so important. You know, you can't rely on anybody else to be there. You have to be there for yourself. And when you build up that trust for yourself and you realize that the only person's permission you need to heal is your own, you don't need forgiveness. You don't need to you know, get a sorry from somebody who will never give it to you. Because a lot of the people who have caused trauma in our lives, they are suffering so deeply from their own trauma. And that's, that's the main problem in our world to my, you know, in my opinion, like I know why my mom and specifically, I know why my stepdad hurt me as a child. And that's because they are two of the most unhealed people that I actually know, honestly. Um, they had their own traumatic childhoods. And, you know, I, as an adult, you have to accept apologies that you're never going to get. And from my past relationship with my boyfriend of five years, I have accepted his apology about a hundred times that he never will give me because he's a narcissist and narcissists do not ever apologize. They don't ever believe they're wrong. And, when you are in a relationship with a narcissist, whether you have one for a parent or you have one as a boyfriend or a friend, 
they are going to bleed you dry and then make you say sorry. That's how it works. And it's really unfortunate that it it is like that, but that's the way it is. That is how it is. And if you have been through something like that, healing yourself, I just want you to know that you don't have to get anything from them. They don't they don't have to give you anything. Like you don't have to give them that power. They are they are just unhealed themselves. They are hurting on the inside deeply and I mean maybe not a narcissist narcissists are it's literally an illness like people who are narcissistic genuinely to the bottom of their heart believe that they are right in all situations they believe that um that they can do no wrong so just don't ever like if I could just give you a personal piece of advice if you know a narcissist if you have suffered from narcissistic abuse please 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 don't give any amount of time to trying to get an apology because it is time that you will never get back and it is for a result that you will never get. You will never get a sorry from somebody who is genuinely narcissistic. So, and if you do get a sorry, it will be empty. So, um, that's my tidbit on that. Like I'm really passionate about, um, people who have endured narcissistic abuse because I think it's the most insidious type of abuse. You don't realize that you're getting abused until you all of a sudden wake up from this trance that you've been in for the past X amount of years. For me, it was five years. It was more like four years and I spent the last year planning my escape, literally. Um, But I I just want you to know that you're not alone. If you've experienced that type of trauma, it's life-altering and it is the type of trauma that makes you think that you are sick it makes you think that um, you're the one who literally needs to be admitted to a psychiatric hospital and it's just not true so if you ever are struggling with that I want you to reach out to me Um, you know I don't really get into this is kind of like a dark topic I don't really like to get into dark stuff I think that my platform I love to use it for positivity and love and and light and manifestation, but I just want you to know that um, a lot of people who are into manifestation and the law of attraction and, and creating the life of their dreams with intention, a lot of those people have gone through trauma, and a lot of the people who have created the best, biggest, most beautiful lives for themselves have endured some form of trauma. So if you have experienced that, I just want you to know that I'm with you, and I hear you, and my heart is just genuinely in your chest. I promise you, you are not alone. And if you ever need to talk, I'm here. So let's continue on with how to heal. I was saying that you need to hold a ridiculous amount of compassion for yourself. Um, You have to, like I said, acknowledging it is not enough. You have to be so grateful that you're through it and just realize that you are going to heal. There will be a day where you don't feel this weight on your shoulders anymore and that's that. Next, I want you to become proof for other people. Be a model. Be proof that there is life after trauma. So even if you experience trauma at age seven, six, five, whatever, realize that there's somebody else out there who's going through it who does not know that there's an end in sight, who literally could, you know, end it all because they just don't see a way out. And for some reason, I don't know why this is all coming up. This is all coming out of my mouth. This is just not really like me to talk about this stuff, but it's here. I'm going with it. Um, 
when you can become proven, I don't mean start an Instagram, start a platform. If that's not what resonates with you, if it is, then I strongly encourage you to do that. Um, but just, just start to indicate to the universe that you are, you are proof and just hold that energy. Like I got through it. I am powerful. I am somebody who got through something that a lot of people never, ever actually get through and just hold that energy. And once you kind of embody that energy, you will start attracting new experiences into your life. And soon enough, I'm not kidding you, you will de-identify, disidentify. I don't know how to say it. You will stop identifying with that version of you. And you will look back on the person who endured that trauma and you'll be like, who was that? Like a prime example is myself. When I think of myself in my past relationship, I can remember like literally just sitting at the kitchen table or cooking dinner that feels like a different girl that doesn't feel like me. I feel like I'm remembering somebody else's memory from somebody else's life. It does not feel like it was from my life. And that's because I have done so much work to stop identifying with that girl. I'm a different person. I literally have different neural pathways carved out in my mind than I did back then. And I have manifested the life that I'm living now by changing my thoughts and changing my identity and really, really taking on a new persona. And that's what it takes to heal. So... I know that this is kind of getting into being a long episode, so I'm going to tie it up, but just know that accepting and acknowledging that you experienced trauma is so important. Hugging that little girl inside of you who is just dying to be loved, going to her and just saying, it's okay, sweetie, it's okay, you're safe now, you're safe, you have gone through the worst of it. And guess what? The life that you've created for yourself as an adult, you are going to love it. Come with me and I'll show you. That is self-love. That is the work that is personal development. It's not having a bath, lighting candles, and kind of listening to music. It's literally going into your subconscious mind and acknowledging what you went through. So... I hope that all of this really resonated with you guys. If there's any questions that you have, any concerns, um, anything you want to chat about, I'm temporarily for the, you know, for a little bit longer, about one week, I'm going to be the vitality aspect on Instagram and you can message me on there. Um, I'm happy to hear from you. I hope that you guys are doing well. I hope that life is treating you well. I know the world is a crazy place right now and I'm sending it so much love. I've been doing um, world healing meditations every single morning along with my own meditations just to put out some good vibes into the world. I suggest that you guys do that too because it, it does increase the collective consciousness. So I love you guys. I appreciate your messages. I've been getting so many amazing messages and I honestly, I have to say these messages have been coming ever since I really started to align myself with my brand a little bit more and I started to kind of... Um, promote my work in a way that really resonates with me and when I switched things up a little bit I just noticed a huge shift in the energy in my business so if you're going through something where you know you're not totally resonating with what you're putting out get in touch with yourself and really kind of dive deep and see what 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 isn't resonating with me and what would resonate with me start putting out content that resonates with you and I promise you'll see a shift
I love you guys, and I hope you have a wonderful day. I will talk to you soon. Bye.